0: spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. When putting together your gear, wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle. It's barely noticeable, but if another piece of gear breaks or tears, pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider.
1: <laughs>
0: write that welcome back to Write That Down. I That Down. I am Justin Nipper. I edit at fightgamemedia.com. I am a staff writer at FOW Online and wrestlingobserver.com. I am back with Japan's leading pro wrestling author and writer and historian and broadcast journalist and sociologist and I said historian, right? Mr. Fumi Saito. Yes, like I said, we're back. We present to you this week, Ricky Choshu Part 3, the part, third part of our series on Mr. Ricky Choshu. This week we discussed Mostly Choshu's life after New Japan After being a wrestler Into more of a manager Slash promoter Slash creative role As a And as a wrestler who's not the Ricky Choshu We came to know in the 80s and 90s Transitioned to a different Function In a lot of ways We talked about Double J Or World Japan Wrestling Where those Choshu Short lived company that was an offshoot from new japan just like zero one was just like um all japan with noah with their splinter splinter group this was another one of the splinter groups after the passing of baba and after enoki was doing his Inokiism thing uh Chushu had double j and we talked a bit about that and his other projects and Eventually, talking about how he has up to today become this full blown Japanese celebrity sensation in his later years, and a lot of it has to do with social media. So, we'll get into that today, too. And that's it. This is even though it's three parts, this was you know, there's still broad strokes, and we haven't covered every single little piece of his career. So, if there isn't something that we covered, let us know and we'll talk about it. If you have questions, comments, whatever. Talk to us on social media. Get a hold of us via Fight Game Media online. We have details at the end of the show how to do that, how to reach us, how to reach Fumi. That's cool. A little more housekeeping before we get started, people. If you have not already, please subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network free podcast feed. It's on Spotify, Apple, Downcast, wherever you're listening to your podcast. Just go to the page, find the subscribe button, click that because... That little bit of work helps us out so much like wow wow no for real it does oh also i have a book out on amazon it's called stronger than all it's a digital book covering all of the new japan matches from the first two years of the show new japan strong the american branch of the, show, the company it's cool and if you have kindle unlimited you can read it for free so there you go all right, enough of that. Let's get into Ricky Choshu, part three. Like you said, it's, it's not typical because there are a lot of different... It's not a typical wrestler's path. He did a lot of different things too, but it was all yeah.
1: related. It also showed that, uh, that uh, what era we were in, you know, of all people. Ricky Choshi was one of the first major league pro wrestler that got uh, you know very expensive paycheck from Hustle you know
0: okay well, so in hustle what did he function as more of as a character just
1: participate yeah uh they wanted Ricky Choshi on the show that's it mm-hmm. just like you know you pay for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash's service you know hustle had uh, Mick Foley and Goldberg. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And also had Bob Sapp.
0: How and do you describe
1: Hustle?
0: How do you describe Hustle to somebody who's never seen it?
1: It was a very unique hustle, right? Mm-hmm. It was a very unique, uh, very different kind of wrestling company that existed just five year period. Uh, 2005 to 2000, 2010, 11. So a little over five-year period. They're run by uh, DSE, Dream Stage Entertainment. It's a new company that was formed formed so they can have one match. It was one match only idea that it was original Nobuhiko Takata against Hickson Gracie Tokyo do Match from 97. The company was formed. And the, that the name uh, that the show was named Pride, and you know the rest. And the company structure has changed a couple of times, but it was uh, pretty much major force of this MMA and overlapping little bit of pro wrestling world. And really, Pride was really popular, and the division, the Pride Company decided to run a, somewhat a traditional wrestling shows too at the same time and takada and his friends wanted to do it too and uh, there you had this very strange wrestling shows for five year period yeah what was your initial reaction justin uh it was
0: hard to it was really hard to absorb because it was such a sudden jump from just what four or five years ago pro wrestling yeah Yeah, i mean all japan was still around in 2000 so it wasn't too far behind that and it felt like it felt like a flip-flop between wwe and and hustle it felt like uh,
1: hustle was a terrible interpretation of wwe though
0: and that was also the time where wwe was the only game in town they really became a big deal in Japan, so it felt like a reaction to that to WWE's kind of rise yeah, in Japan. After in the early 2001 2000s. on that uh, for when they were on TV
1: during this pand- pandemic, but uh, WWE for 20, you know, last yeah, good 20 years, yes, always had their own WWE Japan tour. No, help from any existing Japanese group, mm-hmm. and they drew like rock concerts, you know, you know, interna- international rock stars type of deal, and a different kind of crowd, and and uh, yeah, it's very pop- pretty popular, I think, and uh, but the uh, Japan- it was Japanese wrestling community that and and the writer and people that uh, misinterpreted WWE, you know, kind of really judged WWE as a 1985 wrestlemania mr t kind of uh ww and they really stereo you know typed it in their head for you know for 35 years or so and it didn't it didn't have, had japanese wrestling community had no idea about ww's uh, say uh ruthless aggression or uh, attitude Era type product hmm.
0: it felt like that and it felt like um it really felt like uh MMA or whatever had developed by then was going to be the number one attraction going forward. It felt like this pro wrestling. Yeah, stuff, almost felt, did. Yeah, it felt as dead as combat, in some ways. Yeah,
1: or more popular than boxing or something. Yeah.
0: So it's so Rick. Somebody like Ricky Choshu is the like uh, symbol of the opposite of what hustle was, and having him involved. It just tell you how bad business was that uh, people like.
1: Ricky Choshu and Fujinami, you know, all working as a singular wrestler, you know, like freelancing, you know, mm-hmm. who's like a big, new big fish in in, in town or something. Yeah. So they, yeah, Hustle and, and the Pride Company, Dream Stage Entertainment, DSE, they had yeah, money to play around for the you know, first five, you know, not five years, but first quite a few years, yeah.
0: Yeah, lots of um, I wouldn't call them dream matches, but I would call them random pairings.
1: Uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, Mick Foley, Bill Goldberg, Nash Ajay and Hall together. Him. Yeah, but uh, they come in. Well, Kong is domestic superstar, so you know the storyline will be given. But uh, those Nash Hall, uh, Mick Foley, Goldberg—they were brought in almost cold, you know, and. Uh, They would not give you your A-game, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Probably Mick Foley's case, yes. But uh, Goldberg National Hall probably just come in and do a show like another day at the office and leave. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh And uh, it, it was like everything what was wrong with wrestling, you know, business at the time in Japan was like, it was right this you know represented in, in, in displayed right there in, in what what hustle was doing at the time
0: and takara was a kind of evil oh the ruler yeah. character oh yeah
1: you had this hitler costume and just awful thing and yeah. of all people like you know you are you know Toshiaki Kawada from all Japan, he turned in you know, himself into dangerous K, the different character. He himself called a different character as so well. He's not Kawada. So it's okay uh, to be doing what he would <laughs> be doing with hustle. He turned himself into a comedy wrestler, yeah, but then again, dancing. it's part of, yeah. Part of Kawada, something that he wanted to do and could not do with giant Baba umbrella sort of, and uh, it almost snapped,
0: right? <laughs> sort of. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. Choshu so, got through
1: uh, that, but... Yeah, today we are talking about Choshu, and Choshu, too, he worked, you know, quite a few dates. Yeah, uh, nothing important, just tag the match situation and just come in and do what Ricky Choshu would do, the clothesline somebody, and, you know, sc- Scorpion deathlock somebody, and uh, the, these hustle wrestlers would be flying all over the place. That's what, that what they really wanted. And that kind of display was really, really like, wow! You know, this Ricky you can be bought, and it, it it was very hard for me to process.
0: Yes. So yeah, it was a, a different, different landscape. And a couple of years before that, he did try his first um, real, I guess you would call it like a, a real, a serious attempt at another promotion or alternative promotion to uh, to Noah. A
1: new company, G- yeah, Double J. Double J, yeah.
0: World Japan, World
1: Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. It it because it lasted only one year. But they had, you know, pretty big budget first, and you have Riki Chōshi, masasaito and and Yatsu make makes comeback. Of course, Riki Chōshi is a guy, and his opponent would be none other than Ten, you know, Tenru. He joined that group too, and Kensuke Sasaki and little bit. Atsushi Onita and guest appearance of Hiroshi Hase and had a canceled and what, uh, canceled Suzuki too. And, uh, yeah. And road warriors. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, started with like Yokohama arena show and, uh, they were going to do the 15 consecutive riki Choshu and Tenru match. But the third match in Tenru somebody got, uh, you know, injured and they didn't do that. But, uh, yeah, they had the strange momentum that the, some portion of wrestling audience, you know, so, uh, you know, in the middle of o- almost like a wrestling pandemic, <laughs> like it's like, wrestling has really entered into dark age that uh, New Japan split into maybe four or five different, you know, with, with Riki Choshu's double J, right? That, that by then, uh, 2002, Keiji Muto and his guys, Kojima and Kendo Kashin, they joined all Japan. And in 2001, Hashimoto and his guys, like Shinjiro Otani and Tatsuhito Takaiwa and Masato Tanakao, former FMW, he joined. And therefore, you had Zero One formed. And uh, there are quite a few companies that looked a lot like New Japan then. Are you following me?
0: Oh, yeah. It was. It was a strange time because nothing felt unified. It felt like everything split into uh, a few different parts. All yeah, because uh,
1: it's pretty far away for this cluster, but old uh, Japan progressing Pro you Wrestling know, and Misawa's progressing Wrestling, it was as if we had two two versions of old Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: Kind of, yeah. Right?
1: yeah. Yeah, it did. Because guys are the same, they work the same. And uh, New Japan, now I'm talking about around... Year 2003, uh, it was Double J company. The, that, the, they all work like New Japan wrestlers. And uh, Hashimoto's Zero One, uh, yeah, they're obvious spin off of New Japan. And uh, um, Muto's version of All Japan 2002 2003, it looked more like another spin of New Japan, a lot more so than, than, than uh, it is. All Japan pro wrestling, for that matter, and uh, it was really strange. Time I'm, I'm trying to get this, you know, image across, sort of, yeah. And uh, Riki Choshi was also part of that,
0: yeah. And what I think a lot of people See, should realize is that, um, the crowds were much smaller than they were years before,
1: yeah, yeah, because of K1 and Pride, too, you know, very popular, real popular. Yeah. The beginning was Takada uh, Hickson Gracie. And year after that there was a not Pancras much, but Masakatsu Funaki himself challenged Ricky, uh, Rick Hickson Gracie at Tokyo Dome uh ninety eight or so, yeah. That he lost too. And uh, yeah, just uh one after another this you know former uwf guys that are that were super super big huge superstar they're losing to gracie and the the, you know it was a lot to do with uh, japan's dark age of progressing too
0: yeah Yeah, it was sort of the beginning of that it was uh the, the two prides with hickson versus funaki and takara i think takara had two matches didn't he
1: too much. That's mm-hmm. right. But the Funakis was like a cold thing called like a dynamite or something. It's a completely different fund, different promoter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But each time Hicks and Gracie, you know, himself and he brought his entourage and, and then uh, you know every time you know it's hicks and gracie or gracie family for that matter when they have fight you don't just bring in that fighter right but they you have to bring in the entire family to camp you know for mm. next two or three weeks or something like that and uh, yeah it was very interesting but the, yeah gracie or especially hicks and gracie in japan very marketable and you know how japanese Wrestling fan or or MMA fans, for that matter, that they admi- admire somebody like Hickson and Gracie, and Hickson and Gracie really handled himself like young Korogach, like really, and he was really really popular. He, his you know autobiography just came out this year, and it's uh, finally translated into Japanese. Yeah.
0: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV
1: Yeah, there so was that always was, a tie yeah.
0: to to him in pro wrestling that that um, what do you call it? Not MMA, but that uh, the idea of reality and the idea of how real this guy yeah, well, was getting. Yeah,
1: well, we had that, you know, always had that in Japan, you know, you know, judoka against sumo, or you know, when uh, the, when they opened the you know Yokohama Bay, you know, lots of sailor, you know, man. And then sumo wrestlers started fighting, you know, what you call it later, MMA, yeah? And uh, yes, and always the judo against wrestling. And Rikidozan against Masahiko Kimura basically was, of course, it was a pro wrestler against pro wrestler, but the idea was sumo against judo. You know what I'm saying? Right. And how right. big In- Inoki and Muhammad Ali was, and Inoki against William Ruska, that uh, Holland, that uh, gold medal judoka. And, uh, oh, Chuck Webner fight, of course. And, uh, yeah, it's always pretty you know, much valued, really high, those MMA fights, work or not. Yeah. So it really backfired, you know, because it's uh, MMA, and complete, it's, they're not wrestling people, you know. But they needed wrestling people, you know, like a famous fighter, you know, and uh, there was... You you know, New Japan sent people. I I, I talked this over and over, but the New Japan, uh, Inoki, for that matter, because he was still very, very influential. You know, he sent people like Manabe Nakanishi or Yuji Nagata or Kendo Kashi. They're all either Olympic or college wrestling champion who is MMA training. But uh, you don't have fight, you know, MMA fight against people like... He, you know, the, the federal Emilienko or Mirko up only 24 hours after your regular wrestling match. How's that? It's just
0: crazy. So how did Ricky Choshu uh, view the shift in 2000s?
1: Yeah, it almost looked as if it was beyond his control because after all, he was not a part owner of New Japan, but he was a employee you know employee and wrestler and a booker and producer right and inoki is in process of selling his new japan wrestling company to uh you first you know that uh, game company and also he you know, you know himself start shifting himself to more on on mma end of the whole boom i think period because in Inoki's mind, back in his days, wrestling and MMA was one and the same. That was Inoki's, mm-hmm. you know, always same story. Back in his days, uh, it didn't really distinguish these two, you know, combat sport. Pro wrestling was, you know, what you call MMA today. Something like that, yeah. mm It was all making sense while everything was like under, you know, New Japan umbrella and Inoki himself was a fighter and convincing, you know, always have convincing match at the end of the day. And, uh, but it was, Inoki himself retired really physically, uh, but uh, I guess still had power or um, influence, of course, you know. Then, then, then really shifted himself uh, with MMA. Then, if you remember, you know, for about seven-year period, you know, New Year's Eve, you know, there's NHK's singing, you know, that the uh, that the music festival thing, you know, the red flag and white flag thing. But other channels, Channel Four, Channel Six, Channel Eight, Channel Ten. They all had, you know, Kibomaye, the dynamite, the strong, the K1, the M- pride. Uh, uh, that other channel even had bo- professional boxing match. It became New Year's Eve tradition that the MMA for for about seven year period. That's how they and how big they were, you know. And uh, oh, that was Dark age of progressing. Yes,
0: I think they even still do. You know, Rajin tries to do things like that around. Yeah, uh, New but the Rajin
1: days might might be numbered by now. Yes,
0: it's very different, yeah. very different time. Not. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just looks the same, but it, itself, it's not connecting the same way as it did oh, two no. years ago.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad it's 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 that uh, the 20, twenty years have gone you know, have gone gone by. Yeah. It's a different structure and different people and different audience and different people just different generation yeah so we're looking back you know the dark age of progressing in japan that really happened you know it really scares me to this day
0: Hmm. it really
1: does yeah frightens me
0: do you think it'll happen again
1: Oh no, not anytime soon. You know, it wasn't like a very much to do with millennium too. You know, that a uh, lot of or most of all the good things of twentieth century, you know, somewhat came to an end at some point. You know, this popularity of you know progressing or New Japan or or you know progressing Noah or stuff. Uh, um, it's completely different from the, the popular, popularity we had in 20th century. Different people different time, uh, different generation of wrestlers and different gen- generations of wrestling audience the fans, you know and uh, different producers making it too, yeah so it's, I think it's all different now, yeah
0: So Ricky Johnson by this point became more of a producer, he was in that producer role in the 2000s and it was free. yeah yeah. We saw it with Double J. But uh, there there has there had to be a falling
1: out between New Japan and and Riki Choshu, or he wouldn't he and Masa Saito and and uh, Katsuji Nagashima, the big executive of New Japan at the time, they wouldn't quit New Japan and start Double J. They had their winning plan, don't you think? Hmm. Yeah. The first year that they're talking about they were running Tokyo Dome that year, two thousand three. With Riki Choshu and Masa Saito and, and Tenru, it's like you would wouldn't you need somebody like Hiroshi Tanahashi, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but that you had to wait another, you know, three or four years for rise of you know superstar Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shisuke Nakamura. Yeah, at the time they were still young, you know, young lion. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So it was kind of like a period where Inoki had stepped down, Baba was gone, Choshu was more of a backstage. Personality Fujinami was too. I think he was president of New Japan around this time, and right, um,
1: because that was his turn.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so that yeah, there was no and, really and the they have to Point
1: out uh, that the uh, Muto's version of New All Japan progressing because of uh Misawa and his guys progressing, nor Noah, Norzak, the whole project. Yeah, it was just chaotic, right all the tradition you know 20th century wrestling tradition yeah did come to an end yeah
0: yeah and yeah, things seemed and, scattered for
1: a while yeah and uh i guess that uh at the time in ea 2003 ricky choshu and his people and katsuji nagashima and his people uh, was convincing enough still uh, at that at that point to convince uh I wouldn't say mini, mini sponsor, but uh, uh, the rich enough guys to run wrestling company or two for a year or two. How's that? (laughs) How much would you need to run the wrestling company for one year and one year only, you know, because sponsor people just don't give you money. They expect you to start making money back within three years or so. Right.
0: It's funny. You mention it like that because for the past, Decade or so, chosha has been doing a lot of uh one and two year uh I guess experiments and the
1: Shingun era, Japan Pro Wrestling era, Ricky production era, yeah, and then New Japan era, yeah.
0: And well uh even uh, Lidet and the, the Glate company he's a part of in you know, a little bit of a not a major capacity, but
1: Oh, Still yeah. Involved. After 2006, 2007, uh, you, you, you talk about the uh, real, real, real pro wrestling or that the legend pro wrestling, the uh, Big Mouth Loud, or, you know, just another smaller spin off of like a New Japan style pro wrestling business or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are quite a few that I cannot remember even. Yeah. And Riki Choshu was always the main event. Because first show, they usually see those smaller, you know, late starter, you know, that uh, I can't remember a few names, but the, they usually starts with, you know, grand opening at the Korak, Korakan Hall. And for some reason, Ricky Choshu was the main event of that I- evening. yeah, And they, they was aiming, you know, older, you know, audience, I think. And uh, you can price a little higher with for an for, you know, older you know, wrestling fans, all the audience, and also you can price a little higher at the Korakuen Hall. It's like a, the whole place is like ringside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting, but after all. The, the the whole Ricky Chou, like he's an individual, but he's like a wave. That when he comes over, he just doesn't come along, you know. He brings his, I don't know, his wave of people and entourage and a new wave of b- business or other a couple other projects to come, you know, to come with it, you know. He just doesn't do it himself, but the, when he shows up. Uh he brings his new company over to you know introduce or his new march and you know march you know came out, or his new i don't know YouTube or am radio series starting or something and yeah, always have something to announce, yeah, Ricky Choshu himself is like an entertainment company now,
0: yeah, he's a brand. does that make sense yeah. yeah. He's like his so own brand. It's,
1: yeah, it's a ho- ho- household name. Yeah.
0: Um, so a couple years ago, I guess we can talk about this now. The uh, I guess they call it the Choshu Revolution, the the social media revolution he had a couple years ago. Um, yeah. He found yeah, his he way on Twitter. Was so
1: much like, so much like Chic. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's a good. Not as bad as that. Yeah. I mean, of course, not as uh, extreme, but um, uh, s- silly. Uh, Kind of yeah,
1: in a silly way because he, he just learned how to use his Twitter on, on his, you know, cell phone. I mean, the smartphone, rather, that uh, then he was free to type in, you know, then upload whatever he, you know, it felt like. But it was like, oh, oh, my, oh, my gosh, let's not let him do that. Uh, his manager took his phone because uh, that uh, things that go up on, on, on the Internet that matter, you know. That way that they, I guess they have to read it first, you know, don't let him do that, you know, kind of thing. I don't think he's uploading his own Twitter now, you know. He has things to say, though, but somebody else has to type it, I think. It's too dangerous, right?
0: Yeah. Hello. Yeah, like you said, he's a household name. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And... Uh he's well, the Iron Sheik is a a good, uh, not, not, it's not as extreme, but uh, it's good. Uh, it's a good kind of comparison to what he's like now. Mm-hmm. And also he,
1: um, uh, he's a good so- sport, you know, retired sports celebrity male, you know, he's a father, he's a grandpa. And, uh, He's a friend, and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so good he, image. I, a very good image now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was a bad guy in his, you know, in his days. But now he's retired, all smiling, happy, you know, happy, grumpy old man. How's that?
0: Yeah, always smiling in his pictures these days.
1: Yeah, like laughing, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. very different from the '80s. The
1: '80s, '90s. Oh, the image he had in the ring and in the, the, the you know the backstage or how he walks around, just oh god, it was like so. I all in all, he uh, he was just you know just like or a lot like Antonio noki that uh, you are Ricky Choshu twenty four seven. Yeah, I guess today's wrestlers, you know, are not as 24-7 as, you know, previous generation of wrestling superstars.
0: He does have a legacy, but it's it's hard to, to see the legacy because he's still so, you know, involved in the business. Oh, not
1: quite involved in the wrestling business anymore that, that much. Just he's uh, in the public eye uh he, he's he's on tv a lot mm-hmm. he has his own what uh uh the youtube channel was what 32 million you know <laughs> the play you know yeah, i counted it. it was like a some, some shit. Like, you know, two, 32 two million. million. yeah <laughs> yeah 32 million 32
0: times. million
1: yeah yeah uh play somebody pushed a button yeah that many times
0: yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Why do people connect with him so much? I don't know. I don't know. Ah, uh, I don't
1: think these, you know, new, you know, his new popularity or his, I don't know, him being a new, new TV star this year. Because I don't think these that the ricky choshu fans today's ricky choshu fans are exactly wrestling fans or anything like that i don't think mm-hmm. it's just uh yeah uh you youtube audience you know and yeah you know the youtuber uh attracts different crowds right sure not different but the youtuber attracts youtubers and, and uh yeah and they just completely different dynamic out there i think yeah, but uh, yeah, for R- Ricky Choshu, it's, it's what's interesting is that uh, at the end he did not really choose to stay in in, in any of these wrestling companies. That he started, you know, started out as one you know, of the original young lion style rookie with new japan in right out of 72 munich olympic and he was already a res- pro wrestler in 73 you know and uh, just like other young lions today's young lions he was sent to excursion and at the time in mid 70s Rikichoshi went to west germany <laughs> and today's people don't know that huh? that's right yeah how, how do you explain west germany and east east germany and uh, the world was divided, you know.
0: There was a USSR, Germany, and uh, European, Western Germany. Yeah. Uh, the
1: socialist, communists, you know, part of the world to uh, free world and, and, and uh, the capitalist society. And right in the middle, you had Berlin's Wall right in the middle of German, <coughs> Germany. Anyhow, Ricky Choshu was sent to West Germany. You know, the, the, now you don't have German wrestling. There are tons of wrestling company in both England and Germany, but they look like much like American American independent wrestling company, don't you think?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But in Ricky days in the 70s, um, when he went when he went to West West Germany, it was Arlovanski's company, and also worked for Roland Box company, and uh, European, yeah, the canvas mat was really hard, like your floor, wooden floor, and uh, yeah, th- those were the days. Then he mm-hmm. worked. I know uh, there was a R- Riki Choshu and Karl Gatch, uh myth almost. It's almost like an urban legend that those two were going to because. Yeah, Obviously, Koro Gachi coached Riki Choshu in Japan, and a couple of years later, back in Florida, there was a few days of coaching that Riki Choshu and, and Koro Gachi work worked out together, where there was no camera. There was no camera, no video camera, nothing, right? They just really worked out. And there's like two different versions of stories that that Ricky Choshu said, <laughs> just screw this because this is the type of conditioning training he'd done so much in his college amateur and he wanted to learn how to work right, to be a professional wrestler yeah, teach me how to work and, and Korogachi wasn't that type of coach, he just give you this forever, <laughs> you know yeah, forever and never work out you know, like uh, to be the superman superhuman and this is different kind of philosophy in progressing. It's funny that uh, Ricky Joshua come from amateur wrestling background in the former Olympian, but uh, what he wanted to learn from Carl was, hey, just teach me how to work instead of this. Isn't that interesting? Hello.
0: The result makes a lot of sense too, because um... I can't see Choshu as a disciple of anybody, like how Carl Gotch has his disciples, and how Inoki had his disciples, and Baba had his disciples. I can't see Choshu or, or somebody like Tenru, for that matter, to have. I can't envision them having somebody uh, of authority so high above them. To answer to? Yeah. I can't, like, can you imagine Choshi? with
1: that? Uh... Ricky Choshi himself admit to, uh, admit to that, that Inoki you know, was that person for a long time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he had to go heel, you know. They work against Inoki you know, in the ring, and then you're equal, almost, you know, mm-hmm. but probably never will be, you know. But, uh, Yeah. That kind of things that the see. Fujinami where well, Fujinami is like you you know, he he's try to heal and but the people don't just don't accept you to do anything else. You know, Fujinami is like hundred percent baby
0: face. Baby That's face forever. That.
1: Yeah, that doesn't change, you know. Sure. Um, if he grows his beard or anything, you know, or you know, have a match against Ricky Choshu in a single match, you know, twenty five times, thirty, forty times, it's still babyface. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And a lot a lot of the you know, Fujinami Choshu match, people cheered both guys. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the spots they didn't like, they booed both guys because they weren't liking what they were seeing, not because they were heels. And that kind of thing and now that they're both on, on TV you know the Fujinami and his family is more more like a cooking kind of you know show and Ricky Choshu is like have him go to a restaurant and, and you know finish up all the menus or have him play the latest computer game that he knows nothing about or yeah it's just different they utilize different you know theme I think yeah because mm-hmm. Kensuke Sasaki's on TV a lot, right? And Nobuhiko on TV a lot. Now that I'm expecting that uh, Muto will be doing a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So S- Sasaki
0: is somebody in, maybe in, we in should talk way. about. Maybe we could talk about him a little bit more because I think he's, you know, speaking of disciples. If you had a number one disciple, it would be Sasaki Kensuke because, because oh yeah, uh, of
1: course,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean even down, for a while down to the to the look the same hairstyle the same trunks same wrestling style um just yeah bigger.
1: clothesline stumps yeah yeah younger. scorpion yeah. Deathlock. yeah sure of course of course and uh, yeah of course it, it was as if after double j we talked about double j that the rest, world japan pro wrestling, very ill-fated. Mm-hmm. But at Early two thousand three, Double J run that uh, Akira Hokuto uh, Kensuke's strong wife, you know, came right between Ricky Choshu and Kensuke, I believe, and uh, see Kensuke himself invested some money into the Double J group as much as Ricky Choshu himself invested. Masa did too, you know. And it was they were gonna make you know make another major league of professional wrestling like right next to New Japan type you know, and uh, that was gonna be their plan. But uh, yes, Kensuke Sasaki invested his own money into that that he never you know got it back, and uh, yeah, that was the end of their relationship. I I guess for now, yeah.
0: Oh, also, it's speaking of Double J, uh, that's where, Katsuhiko Nakajima got to start when he was right
1: you know, then 14 15 year old Yeah, karate, k- karate exhibition right. Yeah. right 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 yeah, right then high he school. came to Kensuke yeah then he came to Kensuke's you know house and started living there you know as their adopted son almost mm. and uh yeah we got married from that house too yeah so yeah
0: it all connects it just, you can see the uh the trace back to Choshu
1: yeah yeah uh this double j time and the kensuke dojo kensuke and akira hokuto opened their own office and company they trained people like kento miyahara uh masakita mia originally katsuhiko nakajima of course and a couple other guys too so yeah when you think about this landscape of progressing no and today's old japan progressing uh Katsuhiko Nakajima of the, of pro wrestling no roster whereas Kento Miyahara is your focal point guy in all Japan with, with, with multiple triple crown run and they were both trained directly under Kensuke Sasaki and Akira Hokuto after double J yeah so not much uh, Riki Choshi's fingerprint on it but Masa trained him yes Trained both of them too. Mm-hmm. There Yeah, similar school of pro wrestling, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have that um, MMA influence. It's the school of wrestling that never adopted that part of what the right. other side of pro wrestling More, was
1: doing. Uh the, the uh, colonel botay up, lock up to your side headlock, side headlock into your hammerlock, hammerlock into your double, you know. The, the drop toe hold, takedown, all these, I mean, American style professional wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No martial American
1: arts style. influence. Not much, actually, not much submission to it because in Ricky Choshu's book, that's what you do at dojo. You don't use that in matches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right Because they're supposed to pin.
1: Yeah, right, right. So it's like, um, it's like they'll do it at dojo because it's a spying, you know situation that the Fujiwara is a king at dojo and then the young Huji both young Fujiwara and young Rikichoshu were in it you know they knew each other real well but that the, the Rikichoshu decided that that's not something you do in front of the from the audience you know so you're wasting time kind of thing a different philosophy to it
0: yeah
1: hmm. <sighs> But all in all, that's all still Inoki School of Wrestling and Karagachi School of Wrestling. It just went just different perspective or different extreme or
0: something. Yeah, yeah it's split. It's split in uh, different philosophies or different oh. paths.
1: Yeah, so that's why in- Inoki School of Wrestling early New Japan is, is something we really have to study. Yeah, Karagachi was, you know, influence was there, but uh, you know Vince McMahon's McMahon, senior partnership with, with WWE, uh, WWF at the time. Yeah, the influence was all, always there, and the mixed martial arts idea of and Japanese heel faction idea of basically and that that made Ricky Joshua a big, huge superstar. And uh, today's wrestling, yeah, every single Japanese wrestling company this is like a babyface faction and heel faction within Japanese right, even yeah, so. That uh, the fingerprints are all over, yeah, decades and decades later.
0: So I guess if before we we wrap everything up, these three parts, if you had to give. Listeners out there, uh, match recommendations f- for them to watch oh, and wow. study or Choshi, What are the main ones? Because a lot of this you could find on New Japan World for the most part.
1: New Japan World, too, yeah. And uh, something that's not on New Japan World, those two years, 85 and 86, with Old Japan that uh, night after night after night, basically, uh, Riki Choshu's guys and Jumbo and Tenryu's guys stood together, okay? That the Jumbo and Tenryu's, you know, All-Japan faction, that they had six-man tag situation all year long. So any six-man tag, you know, the videotape that's, you know, out there, uh, 85, 86, All-Japan against Japan progressing, that's a big one. And also 85, 86, you know, world, real world tag team tournament where Ricky Choshu and Yoshiaki Yatsu uh, worked as a tag team and had the single, uh, not a single, but the tag team tournament match against every single one of those important matches. I mean, important teams, like the funks, that the uh, Terry Gordy, uh, Stan Hansen, to to Spivey to uh, that my kid David Boy Smith that the, the, the type of wrestlers Ricky Choshu normally don't have matches against and those are very important you know videotapes Ricky Choshu against Harley Race Ricky Choshu against people like Bakunko, Yeah, those are very very rare case then back to New Japan uh, that uh, another set of single match against Fujinami and Inoki and also this time you have uh three Musketeer, uh Keiji Muto Shin Hashimoto and Masachono that uh, those are the generation that in ni- 90s that Riki Rikisho had a lot of matches against. So so all the different generations of in you know, the matchups, those are all interesting.
0: Hmm is and, that okay <laughs> um, yeah I, I think that there's tons to dig through yeah, if you have New Japan World it's definitely uh, it has a lot of what we talked yeah, about guess,
1: yeah okay. social against scene, the, the show against
0: Vader Scott Norton Bigelow
1: yeah all those
0: Inoki um, of course all, all the famous Fujidami oh you know, even
1: Akira a single match
0: sure yeah. sure um, yeah and, and a lot of other stuff uh, that's non New Japan but um Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, all Japan. I, I, I
1: don't I remember what year that was. On on one year there was a Masato Tanaka against Rikishi. Single match at Korakuen Hall. I remember.
0: Mm. He's faced yeah. everybody seemingly. I mean, he, yeah, he yeah. Officially retired only a couple of years ago. That's right.
1: That's right. And he he's on TV
0: somewhere today.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. If people are interested, they could find his TikTok or Twitter and uh, yeah, that follow too. him that way. <laughs> Uh, he, he has like over a million followers on twitter as well. Yeah. Crazy. But uh yeah, so that's the uh, Ricky Choshu in in three parts. So uh thanks for all the right. feedback well, everybody. Right.
1: Well, Ricky the uh, Kensuke Sasaki, yeah, that too,
0: yeah. Yeah, Kensuke Sasaki, we, he had his own um of course. of course, he had his own path and he he ended up doing uh quite different things. Uh, he, and he... also,
1: he was the original original Grand, you know, you know, Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. New Japan's IWGP, Old Japan's Triple Crown, and 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 and, and Pro Wrestling Noah's GHC.
0: Uh, he yeah. was also one of the few Japanese heavyweight wrestlers that was on American television quite a bit in the mid '90s.
1: Oh, I suppose,
0: right, right. At least That's in him. my memory. And also,
1: I loved the Hell, Hellraisers, Hardcore and, and the Power Warrior. Yeah. That was epic.
0: Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll do Kensuke
1: Suzuki shortly, yeah. Sure. Uh, or even next week, yes.
0: Sounds good. All right. So if people have questions on this or anything else uh, for Fumi, working can we we'll find On Twitter, at, at Fumi Hikodayo, FumiHikodayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O,
1: FumiHikodayo on Twitter or FumiSaito on Facebook. Message me first. And actually, I'm on Inst- Instagram too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm at Justin M. Nipper on Twitter, K-N-I-P-P-E-R. Right. So that's it. Ricky Choshu, three parts. They're up on Spotify and, and Apple or wherever you're downloading this. So next week we're going to start. I think we covered right. everything? I think so. I, I think, think so. I still missing. Yeah. Think so? Okay. If, if we missed any uh, particular parts or, or moments that you wanted us to cover, let us know. Um, talk to us via social media, and we'll talk about it here next time. Easy as that. Sounds good. Okay, so until next time, Vumi, take it away.
1: So long from Tokyo.